1: all right guys and gals this is smash tower from con air radio coming to you um last weekend we uh jared and i or haggard haggard uh were at game on expo and um we got several in- interviews and i was going to shoot it out uh, last weekend and uh Not really con-crud, but con-lag caught me, so that and a little bit of procrastination. So here we are, bringing it to you today, Um, and uh, we're going to be putting it together and uh, letting you uh, listen to our uh, podcast. Uh, Yeah. Our very first interview from the con is going to be Ashlyn Day. She's from California, so check out this interview.
2: Hey everybody, Jared here, Haggard Haggard. I am at Game on Expo 2018 in Phoenix, Arizona, and we have a uh, cosplayer here from California, uh, Miss Ashlyn Day. How you doing?
3: Good, how are you?
2: I'm doing pretty good. So, is this your first time to Arizona?
3: No, I was actually here a couple years ago for what was then Phoenix Comic Con um, and I had a great time and Phoenix was very lovely and I decided I loved it so much that I came back when they asked me to be here, so.
2: Nice. Well, how's, uh, how's Game On Expo treating you?
3: pretty pretty great you know they're like one of the most professional cons that I've dealt with so far so that's uh, it's been pretty nice they've been treating me real well
2: yeah I love it this is the second year it's been in the Phoenix Convention Center mm. uh, last year they definitely learned from last year they got the set out a lot better so I, I love the way that it looks this year I'm glad that you're here to, to enjoy it with us yeah. so uh, how did you get your start doing cosplay what was your what was your your start costume
3: well, okay, so it goes back a lot longer than when I first started cosplaying. Um, I started sewing when I was around 12 years old, so oh, about 15 years, and I, I always loved like historical fashion, so I used to make a lot of historical costumes. Um, and then that kind of slowly progressed into movie costumes because I really liked historical movie costumes. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't even know what cosplay was up until like, like The Avengers was just coming out, like, Thor had just come out, and I was like, I really love Loki. Like, I'm a big old Loki fangirl, 100%. It's really bad. Um, and so I was like, you know what? Why don't I make, like, a Loki outfit? And then, uh, like, wear it to an upcoming convention, WonderCon, and, uh, like, go and have fun. Because I'd never been to, like, a, a con like that before. I'd been to Anime Expo a couple times when I was really, really young, but I didn't know what was going on, so I was like, whatever, rah. So I make a, a costume because I decided an outfit is not enough. I want to make a costume. So I made a costume. I go, and everyone's like, oh, my God, I love your cosplay. And I was like, what's a cosplay? So I had to Google it to look it up. And then I was like, oh, that's what cosplay is. This is amazing. I want to do this forever. So that's kind of how I started. And I just kept making more costumes and more costumes. And just kept going from there. So that's kind of how this all started <laughs>
2: nice so uh, how many how many cosplays have you done if, if, if you have a if you have a number to it or oh. if you could put a number to it
3: oh I don't even know so I usually make like 40 a year now it's like my average oh wow um, and that does include like some like oh like I bought the shirt on Amazon but I made the pants or like you know mm-hmm. like so like it, like in total about 40 complete cosplays um, not necessarily
1: ones that I made Matthew Matthew come up to
2: I gotta love these live things
3: not necessarily things that I made a hundred percent of but most of my costumes I make at least 100 to 90 percent of sometimes I buy the shoes on Amazon you know you can't make everything it's a little bit much yeah
2: that's true I I know how that goes yeah um so what what would you say is your favorite cosplay that that you've created
3: uh, it's, my default answer is usually Jessica Rabbit because I'm just really proud of that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a big labor of love and I'm wearing three bras and a 19 inch waist corset so I'm dying in it every time I wear it. But um, lately I've been really loving my Morgan cosplay so like that's also kind of like a tie between okay. favorites between Jessica and Morgan so.
2: And what, what would you say is the, the cosplay that you put the most time into?
3: Mm, it's Okay, well, it's, it hasn't been finished yet, but it will be Sylvanas. I'm making her Warchief version. I'm literally working on it right now. I was supposed to have it done for the launch on Tuesday, but I'm not going to do that because I don't want to kill myself over that costume. So it will be done by the end of this month, and it will be really cool, and I'm really excited for it.
2: All right. And so, so for the, for those that are listening, what are, what are you wearing right now?
3: I am wearing Android 21 from uh, Dragon Ball Fighter FighterZ, uh, her human version, not her Majin version. Uh, because being pink all day does not sound uh, appetizing in this weather.
2: That's true. So
3: I didn't do that. But uh, I'm wearing a lab coat, so I feel like that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
2: no. I, I got to say, it looks awesome. Uh, we'll yeah. definitely get some pictures up on the, uh, awesome. on the Facebook page. Uh, so speaking of Facebook, how can we find your cosplay stuff?
3: Uh, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. And I'm on Twitch as Ashlyn Day or Ashlyn underscore day, depending on... Which one? I think Twitch and Twitter are both Ashlyn underscore day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also on Patreon. If you're into Patreon, uh, you can find me uh, at patreon.com slash Day. I also have a website, ashlynday.com. Go there, buy stuff. It'll be real fun.
2: <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for giving us a chance to interview you. And hopefully we'll see you again here at, a, at another Arizona con. Yeah, we'd love to come back. It's been real nice. Awesome.
1: <laughs> All right, sweet. What do you guys think? Ashlyn Day. Uh, hopefully she comes out for uh, another visit so uh, next we're going to go ahead and check out uh, Jared's uh, interview with Courtney Lay Creations and here we go all right we
2: are back at Game On Expo 2018 in Phoenix Arizona and we just found Miss Courtney Lay Creations how you doing
4: (laughs) I'm good how are you
2: doing pretty good it's been a while since we've actually talked on the show uh, you were actually one of our first interviews at Game On Expo two years ago. Oh, no,
4: it's so crazy. So
2: how's how's the time been since then?
4: Busy. It's been very busy. I've had a lot of new things going on. Um, I just started a Twitch channel. Um, I'm kind of shifting my business in a, like kind of different direction. So I'm gonna get a drink of water if you don't mind. Go Sorry. ahead. That's <laughs> that's
2: fine. That's fine. It, it's kind of it is a little warm in here, so I know how I that just, goes.
4: It has gotten louder in the like five minutes so I've been like raising my voice.
2: I know this is about the time where everybody starts coming in right. and starts crowding everybody.
4: And we're next to the food so yeah. obviously we the best place
2: to be. Lunchtime. time! <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I know I, there's been an entire gambit of cosplays that I've seen you do over the past two years. Uh, what, what would you say are a couple of your favorites?
4: Um, Darth Moro's obviously because I just love her. Um, I think pennywise honestly is my favorite in the past few years because that's the only costume I've ever like gotten people in tears with like more than once in a single day and that to me is a feat like that's a that's a good that's a good thing
2: oh yeah you, you scared the crap out of one of my friends
1: Really? yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> she, she, says she she was literally just walking by and you just appeared out of nowhere and she she almost hit the floor running oh
4: no no, I scared somebody on the sidewalk. I wasn't even in full costume. I was coming to the convention, and somebody started crying, like a full-grown woman. And the guy had to explain to me how terrified she is of clowns. Oh, wow. But then I get in the convention, and these five-year-old girls in princess outfits are like, can I get a picture? <laughs> I'm like, what's wrong with you?
2: So uh, out of all your cosplays right now, what would you say is the one that you've spent the most time uh, creating?
4: Probably Pennywise, honestly. Pennywise, yeah. Yeah. Like, collectively, Darth Moro's has taken the most time just because I add and redesign her a lot. But Pennywise, uh, the costume is as accurate as I could possibly get, Um, which is a lot more detail than it looks like Mm. when you just stare. Like, when I actually got close-ups, I was like, oh, shit, what did I get myself into? Um, Sorry, am I not allowed to say shit? No, no, you are totally allowed to say shit. You can say whatever you want. Okay, good. Um, and then the prosthetic was the first time I ever made a prosthetic and I sewed like a wig on it and everything It was all new to me. Uh-huh. So it took a long time and a lot of patience and a lot of I hope this works
2: <laughs> Right. Uh, so do you have anything in the works right now that you're uh, waiting to debut?
4: Yes, I have um, Okay, one of them I have made public and that is a uh, couture de force version of Belle from Disney Okay. Um, and my boyfriend's actually gonna do Beast which is a really cool like masquerade Beast Mm -hmm. it's very detailed like much more detailed than the classic Disney version which is really exciting that's my first ball gown Um, I can't even fit through my hallways (laughs) and then uh, the other one I'm doing is a surprise but it is from an anime so I can't say anything yet but it's gonna be revealed in like a week or two
2: okay so
4: I really want to tell you so bad
2: well, I, wait, well, I guess wait. I
4: could tell you, because the person probably won't see this.
2: Okay, okay. Okay,
4: so you know Princess Mononoke?
2: Yes.
4: You know how there's a night, the uh, forest spirit, right? Mm-hmm. So my friend, Amber Skies, mm-hmm. does the forest spirit. Right. And I'm doing the Nightwalker, and I'm going to surprise her with a really, like, big Nightwalker gown in the yeah, it's gonna be really exciting. <laughs>
2: That's gonna be amazing. Are, are you gonna debut it at a or do it at Saboten? Sabotin,
4: yes.
2: Nice. We'll definitely be there. We'll we'll have to get some pictures.
4: Yes, definitely. I'm really excited about it because it's the first of its kind. Yeah. It's a big, like, gown, and then it's got I built like a tiny forest on the back of it with like little forest spirits and stuff.
2: Aww. And I'm just
4: really excited to do it. So. That, that
2: looks awesome. I I, I love like j- just the look on your face like when you're talking about it. That's one of the <laughs> main reasons why I love cosplay so much. Yeah. Because it's, such a such an awesome creative entity all its own
5: everybody
4: like puts so much into it and it's always like characters that they feel close enough to to put the effort into that costume and that's what i love about it
2: yeah so um well uh, and what are you what are you wearing right now
4: i'm wearing bloody mary from the wolf among us which if you haven't played it you need to play it it is such a good game because season two is coming out finally it's been a long time so I got really excited. I replayed it, and then I decided I wanted to cosplay from it. So,
2: awesome. So, how can we? Uh, how can we find you online?
4: Um, Google Courtney Lee Creations is the easiest thing because all my social media will happen right there. Um, but yeah, CourtneyLeeCreations.com, Courtney Lee Creations on Facebook, Courtney Lee on Lee. Twitch. But in uh, in Lee, it's L3IGH because Lee was taken. Ah. I can't imagine somebody else with the name Lee, but. <laughs>
2: All right. Well, thank you. We'll, uh, we'll see you again tomorrow yeah, here at definitely. Game On Expo.
4: Yes, and your makeup looks beautiful today. Oh,
2: thank you. I, I, I did it myself. Uh, it was kind of a last-minute thing. But your
4: beard's nice and trimmed. I can it, see there's a little bit of
2: color in it. A l- little bit of color, a little bit of eyeshadow. I couldn't find any any glitter, but hey. It's, it's nice and
4: subtle. You it, want it's subtlety. Subtle. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right, well, let's see who, who else we get out here at Game On Expo 2018. <laughs> All right, we are here at Game On Expo 2018, and I got somebody very special here. We got Jinx Cosplay, and I say special because we're uh, we came in the same outfit.
6: Oh my God, I'm so. Are you embarrassed? I'm so embarrassed.
2: I'm I'm so embarrassed right now. It's it's horrible. Uh, we are we are both dressed as uh, Diva, her black cat skin from Overwatch.
6: Um, you know what? Actually, I think I'm gonna change because you look way better than I do. Oh
2: no 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 no. You look even more adorable than me. You actually have the uh, the patterned outfit, so I, I kind of like that a little bit better.
6: Oh, thank you. I actually stamped this myself. I made a stamp Ooh. using yeah using a template um, that another cosplayer had online, Matt, Matt Hatters. Uh, workshop and I used acrylic paint to stamp it.
2: Oh wow, Well, it, it looks awesome, I love it. Um, so how long have you been doing uh, cosplays?
6: Ooh, I have been doing cosplays since 2001.
2: Ooh.
6: Yes, a long time. Uh, way back before there were cosplaysupplies.com, way back before there was Arda, anything like that. Oh, well, so, uh,
2: yeah. Gotta love these, uh, these live interviews. Oh
6: yeah, <laughs> it saves so much time, so efficient. So efficient. I know. <laughs> uh,
2: so, uh, what was one of your first cosplays that you, that you put together?
6: So, my first cosplay was Rhinoa Hartley, Hartley from Final Fantasy VIII, and I actually wore her yesterday.
2: I saw that, it was adorable. Thank
6: you so much, and I was shocked that it still worked out really well. And yeah, I absolutely love it. She's one of my favorite characters. Final Fantasy is my favorite, you know, Final Fantasy, so I had to do that one as my first one.
2: Nice. So, what would you say is one of the cosplays you put uh, the most time into?
6: Oh, let's see. One of the costumes I put the most time into, um, actually it was Momohime from Muramasa the Demon Blade. It's kind of a niche game if you guys never heard of it. If you've heard of Odin Spear, it's from the same uh, creators of Odin Spear. And it's about um, a blade that's possessed and Momohime is a princess that is possessed. And I put a lot of work into that. It was the first costume I made completely by myself without the help of my mom. A lot of hand painting for the first time and creating armor. So yeah, definitely one that I put a lot of work into.
2: Nice. So do you have something that you're working on right now that you can't wait to debut?
6: So I'm actually part of a cosplay group that's going to be debuting at Sabo Sabotenkan. Um, we're doing an Eevee's group, so I'm really excited about that. Yeah.
2: We're we're going to be there, uh, so I'll definitely be uh, be on the lookout for it. Because I mean, I know right now while we're recording this is the Eevee community day for Pokemon Go.
6: Uh, yes, and tragically I don't have a signal.
2: I know. <laughs> I, I'm 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 in the same boat right now. Like tomorrow I'm going to have to go go outside and brave the heat for a couple of hours
6: oh i know and it's almost well i think went until like two o'clock yeah, yeah it's from
2: like 11 to 2.
6: it's almost over and i caught one eb so uh, uh so um,
2: what, what would you say was uh, was one of your main inspirations for creating cosplays
6: so my mom actually sewed she learned from her grandmother um she sewed us clothes when we were kids sewed our you know halloween costumes And I just learned from her, you know. And I've been an anime and video game fan since I was a kid. My whole family was into it. And I went to my first convention, well, it wasn't my first, it was probably my second convention actually. San Diego Comic Con 1996 was the one that stood out to me. I saw a, lo- a couple of people in costume, and it stuck. It was like, hey, we make costumes, we're geeks, so why not? And so that was what started it all.
2: Yeah, that's that's pretty good. So where can we find you online?
6: So you can find me um, jinxcosplay It goes to my Facebook right now. I've got a website coming up, and on Instagram, the jinx cosplay.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you, and we're, we're looking forward to seeing you at Sabo. I know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be dressed the same as uh, as I am now, but you know.
6: Oh, well, I might have to change my plans and um, come as the same character, too. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, well, thank you again for the interview, and uh, we look forward to seeing what you have uh, what you have in store. Thank you so much.
1: All right, that was Courtney Lake Creations and Chinks Cosplay. How will they check them out? You know, do your social inter- uh, social networking and check them out on the social networks that you can find them on. And uh, I know that uh, Courtney and Jinx are both on uh, Facebook, so check out some of their pictures in there. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and drop in some commercials, and uh, we'll see some more interviews here shortly. Clever Art Studios has 15 years of experience with clients like NASA, the Arizona State Museum, Discovery Channel. Science Channel and the National Geographic Television. She has skills in animation and illustration. You can find her at Facebook and LinkedIn. And she has her own website www.cleverartstudio.com
0: Hey everybody, Ed Vanderly here, the host of 1980-something. Do you love the 80s? Did you live through the 80s? Do you miss the 80s? Every week we celebrate the decade of decadence right here on Star Worldwide Network with 1980-something. We take you back in time. We talk about music, movies, TV, fashion, the games, whatever comes to mind. So join me here each week on 1980-something on Star Worldwide Networks.
6: That's the fact.
1: Yeah. All right, we are back, and we're going to move right on into Jerry's interview with Carlos Ferro, the voiceover actor. So come check it out.
2: All right, so we are back at Game On Expo 2018, and I am sitting here with Mr. Carlos Ferro, a uh, pretty awesome voice actor. Uh, uh, You've done things such as uh, uh, Gears of War. uh, You've been in the Assassin's Creed universe. So
7: uh, is this your first time in Arizona? No, actually, um, I've been to Phoenix many times. Um, that's the only part of Arizona that I know. But I, I really don't know it in so much as that I was, like, visiting friends and, and going right back to Los Angeles. So I, I didn't get any sense of the community. And uh, it, it's it's a thing I've wanted to do is to be here in the context of a show like a Comic-Con or some sort of thing. So the idea that there was a game, gaming expo yeah. considering what most of my work has turned out to be was just a dream it's i am I'm, I'm really really happy to be here um it it's amazing that the community is as great and big and and busy and wonderful as it is um you just don't expect that from you know it's weird to say but you just don't know what to expect in the southwest for the midwest right. from from you know uh the the northeast like you just don't know it's it's unpredictable sometimes and this has been a real success yeah so how, how's game on been treating you Fantastic, you know. I, I uh, think that when, of course, when you've never been to a show and met the people that you know know your work, it's always thrilling and it's always interesting and exciting. But overall, there's a real sense of celebration Mm -hmm. today uh, for the whole weekend. It's been everybody's having the best time, and that you feed off that energy. I can't help but be happy, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, we all know that you know that's in crazy short supply these days. And you know, I was actually talking to a lot of the fans that they really are here as some sort of respite to the the way the life is these mm-hmm. days you know you, you've got a you've got your feeds and social media no matter doesn't matter if you're on instagram if you're on facebook or twitter or whatever you use snapchat you get so you get inundated with so much bad news that's true you know and yeah. so the fact that all of a sudden at the convention center you're part of a big party where every single person is into essentially the stuff you're into right and so you've got basically your distant cousins and geekdom all in the same place
2: yeah it's it's one big community that I just love I love coming to these conventions because you can find so many people of so many diverse backgrounds but you all enjoy it could be one small little thing but it can be
7: that that one thing that draws people close together. Absolutely, and you know, again, back to that um, to bring the room down. Mm-hmm. But the, again, it's in such short supply yeah. that we it, it, it teeters on desperation mm-hmm. to have that kind of community and friendship. And I, I saw like last night, I saw people at the retro cabinets near the uh, main stage, and none of the people knew each other, but they were they were trying to out outdo each other on centipede, right. and and. All of a sudden, they were all friends, and I watched it go down. I watched it happen because I was a part of it, too. I mean, you know, uh, calling it a girl game aside, Centipede's actually one of my retro games. Yeah. So I, I, I watched everybody kind of find not just common ground, but common love for something, you know? Right. And... That's that's the name of the game. Like it, like honestly, there's a lot of love in the room. It's cliche and trite, but it's totally true. Everybody mm-hmm. everybody here is really happy and in a really good mood. Oh yeah. So let's talk a little bit about Gears of
2: War. Cool. So uh, did you ever think that this game was going to become the franchise
7: that it has? Nobody nobody could have ever expected, dreamt of it. Like I mean, you, you everybody wants things you know that they in, in get involved with to be successful, but. It's a very common question that, you know, to, how, how, how was it to see that happen or did you know it was going to happen? Absolutely not. We did not have any idea it was going to explode like it did. Um, we hoped that at the very least it would become some sort of a uh, Xbox 360 flagship game. Yeah. But people responded to it so strongly and there were so many innovations happening that I, I do like to think that we weren't just hoping like another game. We were hoping that we were doing something a little different. Um, my character in particular uh, was was really written well, and um, I work on a lot of games in my life, and uh, I, I, I saw that at least the team, we were working on something very special. So we, we knew that people that are into third-person shooters or that are in, that have a, a first-generation Xbox and would get an Xbox 360, we hoped and kind of had a feeling they're gonna dig it, you know? Right. But the fact that, you know, I have a Gears of War satchel and a wallet, yeah, and a keychain, and a money clip, and T-shirts, and and all, all this merchandise. All this merchandise that I could never ever have expected, and not for nothing. I, I'm a card black. I call myself a black card carrying geek. I'm they're they're really, they're they're selling to me what I'd be buying anyway. I'm right. a fan, so I would have the Gears of War sheets on my bed. You know what I mean? I'm I'm still living in my ten year old existence, mm-hmm. and to be able to say oh see that guy you know on the poster that's me that's my yeah. voice my motion capture is mind-blowing mind-blowing so what what was
2: it like your, your very first voice acting role hearing your voice come out of somebody
7: else's face what was, <laughs> what was like that what was that like the very first time you saw that it was first off um it was a really long time ago mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. and like over 20 years ago yeah and um your listeners are like, I'm 19. What the hell is he talking about? But uh, I always have been into comics. I still have my collection from my childhood. I've always been into sci-fi. I've always been into superheroes. Um, huge James Bond fan. Uh, all kinds of cartoons. I was I was in that family of people that we felt very special, in, and I'm sure you're in touch with this emotion. We felt very special that we knew what Akira was, and nobody else did. Yeah. Okay. And American dubs were not that popular, and we actually have a, an affinity for how kind of silly they were in some cases on on original you know titles that got popular in this country. Yeah. So, I I wanted I mean I was an actor first, but I wanted to have my voice as you say come out of anybody's face. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cartoon, video game, anything geeky and fun like that. That's that was the dream. Was right. was it's one thing to do a voiceover for Roman Meal Bread which was my that was my first voiceover job mm-hmm. and I I was with an actor called Kathy Garver who was on a show that people's grandparents remember called Family Affair and and so she and I work on this thing and yeah it's fun and cool and a great gig and a great you know great great work if you can get it but I definitely was dreaming of like I'd like to be in a cartoon and eventually i would work on warner brothers superhero properties eventually i would work with ralph bakshi uh, who did cool world uh, i would work on Sp- a spicy city i was a comic book fan on action figure collector and i worked on spawn the animated series right and interestingly enough that's 20 years ago with john dimaggio who plays marcus in mm-hmm. years of war so back then that's a perfect little window i remember seeing cartoons and really well-produced cartoons a Duckman. Uh, uh, Rugrats, that that generation of, of of cartoons, have my voice come out of it. It wasn't just surreal. It was uh, full disclosure. It choked me up. man mm-hmm. it, it was it was like, wow, you know, people make that joke. I can die now. Okay. I, was, I was like, I can't even imagine that this was ever gonna happen before I die. like I, I, I hoped, of course. But the fact that it's it's, you know, it's worked out for me and it's and it's lasted this long. Uh, I think all performers would say, Hey man, you got one of those you're you're lucky. You get two of those. You're the luckiest man alive. You get you, you make a life out of it, you know. You you you've done you've been lucky in the luckiest the best way possible. Right. So I uh I'm very proud of it and uh, the experience was moving. That's that's the short answer even though I talked for 2 hours. Hey, that's the, fine. The the answer is it was moving to cool. see a cartoon sound like me. So, yeah,
2: it's one of those things, like, I personally, I mean, people who listen to the show, mm-hmm. they know that I'm a kind of an aspor- aspiring voice actor. Mm-hmm. Um, what's what?
7: one bit of advice that you would give? It, um, it's the most common question that voice actors get. Mm-hmm. Um, be an actor first. Voiceover, the, 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 the metaphor that I use today uh, with a couple of young actors, um, I stay away from saying aspiring, because that sounds like it's the dream, the impossible dream. Right. Okay. It, it, you're, if you're an actor or you want to act and you want to pursue it as a job or as a living, then you're an actor. You're not mm-hmm. aspiring. You're, that's what you're doing. You're one of us, you know? Um, now if you want to do it like on the side or you're saying like, I, I, you know, like people like, I like community theater. I, have always been good at drama. I, I, I want to do that as a hobby. Okay. That's a whole different, you know, right. can of beans. You're saying flat out, I, I've, I've been interested in voiceover. Well, I would tell you what I told these young guys: nobody sets out to be a pretty good or decent home builder or house builder or carpenter. People have to have craft to do that, and that's that's what you that's how you want to view being a performer or being an artist. In that, voiceover is making chairs. Okay, it's one of your it's in your skill set. It's in your wheelhouse nobody wants to be just an oh you know right. I can build a house but chairs not so much no you, you gotta you got to do it all and do it well or the chair breaks and someone hurts themselves the house mm-hmm. collapses or, or gets destroyed by rain you, you don't want to be kind of good at anything you want to excel there's a lot of settling that I see right. in my in, in my line of work and in my in the in this community um, what what I see is people uh, settle they feel a little overwhelmed and that I understand that but aggressive uh, desire and aggressive pursuit of excelling in something, of being the best—I mean, not for nothing. I—I I, I know I'm a bit of a windbag, but I will—but t- I will tell you, I never set out to be kind of good at what I do. I genuinely set out to be better than everybody I wanted to be the, I, I did have the dream I'm, I'm going to be one of the best actors of my generation Like mm-hmm. like that's how I viewed it in grad school that's how everyone at grad school was like we, we knew who was good at what how we wanted to, to work with each other and pick up learn things from each other um, I come from a generation of actors and I think it's everyone on the panel here all right. we're all classically trained we're all we all have on camera chops we all this is just what took off Right. There, were, there were not next generation next generation consoles. There wasn't a, a proliferation of so many superhero properties and movies that that's new. It's all in the last decade, so it or the last fifteen years yeah. max on the outside. So for for us, it's like wow. You know, we get to be big shots about making chairs. As I mm-hmm. said, we get to be big shots about how great we all are great at chairs. But at the end of the day, we're all craftsmen. Yeah. We all have built houses, you know, in some cases have a whole block of houses, you know. My metaphor, I'm very proud of it only because craft is a word that's bandied about. Right. And it is. You got to see it as a craft and the craft of acting. Voice acting is just part of it. If you try to do just focusing on voice acting, sure, great. But... You, you, you will not know how to tear apart a script. You won't know how to create a character fully. You won't know, if you have to do um, motion capture, that's a perfect example. All the Uncharted games, okay, I've worked on all of them in, in a supporting capacity.
2: Mm-hmm.
7: Those games are done like theater. Everyone's off book, everyone's wearing the dot suit like Andy Serkis and Planet of the Apes. Right. Everybody is on a stage, being the good guys, the bad guys, knowing their dialogue, doing a play, and having it shot like a film, and acted like a film, um, and it's still voiceover. Yeah, all of it is voiceover. But you couldn't have that happening unless you had the Troy Bakers, the Nolan Norths of the world. That they, they're actors. They're great actors. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're and not for nothing. They they've honed their instrument. They they're ready to rock. You know, they they're 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 built like superheroes. they you know what right. I mean? Right. It it's they, they've dedicated their life as I think all of us have to be really really good at what we do so that we take we can pay our bills <laughs> yeah you know and and again you know the, the you, you can tell everybody you're a carpenter but you know you want to get paid for your carpentry you right know? so uh what better way to secure that than being the best that you could possibly be you know and by the way not for nothing mm-hmm. said the windbag the um the sorry, the uh, I got distracted. That's, fine. That's um, fine. There's food over there. I can see it. Exactly, yeah. food. Yeah, <laughs> guys, food. Food will screw up all interviews. Um, <laughs> uh, not for nothing, the uh, the idea that uh, the pursuit is anything but fun, you know, is silly. Yeah. Uh, just just trying to do everything I've been droning on about is so fun and so great and so worthy and worth it. I am the guy. I don't know, I can't speak for everybody else in this respect, but I am the guy that tells you drop your day job, go to school, or get on the bus, launch that theater company, do that podcast, do radio dramas, go, 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 go be creative. Create something. Mm -hmm. I'm that cat. So I'm I'm a big fan of of ambition and and of excelling and about pursuing your dreams. Um it you know, it's, it's a nice trip even if in, in other people's eyes you're failing I mean there are people that have families and friends that are just like oh dude you're, you're not doing that it's never gonna happen It's a lot more of those uh, people uh, that never even try but the the trying part is so fun you already made it when you're, when you're training right I used to tell I have family that are actors as well and the other actor in my family and in my immediate family I tell them I always tell her um, you made it the second you started pursuing this as a job, you made it. You did it. You, you, you can't do anything else. it's right. all you're doing with your life. So you made it. That's making it. Is that you get to pursue what you love, and it's scary, and that's why it's so goddamn worth it. Mm-hmm. It's so worth it.
2: I love that. You, I love that you put it that way. That's actually something that I've, I've never actually heard it put that way. That once you start pursuing it, you're in. You're in.
7: You're in. You're you're like every. Uh, at least in my experience. Actors that do community theater, actors that are in university pursuing their BFA, everybody that I encounter that's on that road that I that I took and that I'm still on, we have so much in common. We we we're the same cat. I don't consider them, like I said, aspiring actors. They're actors, and I'm a big fan of actors. I always have been. I I I I did uh, really admire, you know, the actors that I came up watching. Every every actor uh, that I was watching, they were all doing their version of the actors that they watched in movies and things, right. you know uh, uh, James Dean was aping Marlon Brando, uh, you know the, the generation after that was trying to do James Dean you know what I mean, and you know I, I, I came up watching Al Pacino and De Niro and you know, that, that's what I wanted to do, and there are people that, that visit us not for nothing and are like, your work in such and such a property inspired me to, to get into this I, I'm in touch with that emotion. I know what that's like, and we're all actors. We're all performers. I, uh, you know, do with this what you will, and your your uh, listeners, I, I think, should understand the fact that you are interviewing me, mm-hmm. right? You're a professional to me. Yeah, I, you're, you're you're you. I consider you the same as CNN or Associated Press oh. because you're you're creating something, and yeah. that that is to me. Pretty much the most special thing in the world. I'm a big fan of creative types, oh, well, so well done, you. Uh, I appreciate that. Well, th- and thank you just for number one, coming out to Arizona
2: again and joining us here at uh, Game On Expo. And, pleasure, absolutely. And just taking some time out
7: of your day just to just to chit chat over a phone. And we're chit chatting about my favorite subject. So it's effortless. It's my today. I'll do two things all day: talk about actors and talk to that corgi that's cosplaying. Yes, Kiba. He's, Kiba is. Kiba is the greatest thing that ever happened in Arizona. I I completely agree. Uh, Actually, Kiba and
2: uh, uh, his handler uh, Nicole—they were actually one of our first uh, interviews when
7: we started this podcast. I lost my brain because I didn't know that was happening, (laughs) and I encourage all of you to find Corgi Cosplay online. Can I say
2: about this? I can. All right, Carlos, well, thank, thank you again, like I said, just for taking just some time out and just talking with me, and hopefully we'll see you in some more games coming up and That's some more guaranteed. acting roles. That's guaranteed. Count on it. Awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you. Uh, once again, this is Jared with uh, Con Air Radio. All right, we are back here at Game On Expo 2018, and I'm actually here with Thermal Cosplay. Yeah. How are you doing today?
8: I'm doing very well. Good, good.
2: Yeah. Uh, uh, how's the, uh, the con treating you?
8: Actually, this one's not too bad. It's very quiet. I go to a lot of conventions in a year, so this one is relaxing. Nice.
2: I've noticed that about a lot of Arizona uh, conventions, they're a little bit more laid back yes. than a lot of the other other states. They
8: absolutely so. are. Um, I think that's just because a lot of the community, sorry, I, yeah, I'm quiet. Um, I think a lot of the community is just very close-knit. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of groups where we craft together and we create together, and so it's we kind of all already know each other, we're like adopted siblings.
2: I like that. It's it's it is a good community feel. I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what are you wearing?
8: I am Kratos from God of War, and I'm calling myself Kratoa.
2: So I love it. Looks awesome. You got the body paint going. You got I love uh, I love how you have the body paint going into the into your hair on the side. Yep. yep. That that looks awesome.
8: <laughs> I keep smacking people with this. Uh, I guess that's a good thing.
2: It's a good you got to keep people in line, right? Yeah,
8: yeah. No, exactly. Exactly.
2: So uh, when uh, when did you get started in cosplay, and what was like one of your first cosplays that you did?
8: Uh, I got started in cosplay in, uh, let's see here, 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started in March, and my first costume I made was a Demon Hunter from Diablo 3, uh, and it, <laughs> I got a little ambitious. I'd never created anything before in my life, so I spent $450 crying, but creating something that looked very nice. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I know like the first cosplay is always like it has to be over the top elaborate because you want it to be something special mm-hmm. that people are going to remember you for, but you just end up, you know, spending a little bit too much.
8: Yes, you absolutely do. Ha-
2: have you learned uh, throughout different cosplays, like uh, different uh, tips and tricks that you use?
8: Yes. Um, so I'm very good at drafting patterns. Uh, I no longer use store bought patterns because I suck at those, but I can make my own really, really well. Um, I'm also really good at sewing, and I'm very good at just kind of engineering unusual ways to compose items. So uh, like this is completely sewn from scratch. I used all the leather, and I used a PU leather, and a whole bunch of different things, and I hand sewed, and I used a sewing machine. And,
2: wow, that, it, yeah. it looks awesome. I Thank love you. it. Thank you. Uh, so what, what would you say is uh, one of your more elaborate cosplays that you yourself put together?
8: Oh, wow. Uh, so I think the most elaborate one that I have right now but probably it's oddly It's an old anime called Claymore and it was a manga as well and it's Anastasia from Claymore, and it looks super simple. It's like, oh, she's just wearing white pants and white shirt, but it's a white pair of pants, white shirt, it's boot covers. I have a half cape that I have to wear that I have to secure it secretly under my pauldrons so you don't think it's actually coming from underneath there. I have gauntlets, I have to wear a specialty wig, I have a sword, I have additional, like I have these, I'm gonna call them crotch armor. I don't know what they are. Crotch
2: armor's fine. But crotch
8: armor is exactly what it looks like, but it's just so many pieces. And I made the thing completely from scratch, so.
2: All Now, uh, really quick, what would be, uh, what what would you say is your favorite cosplay?
8: Nora. Nora from from Ruby. Like, I am, she's my spirit animal.
2: Master Chief is talking to us from the heavens. Yeah.
1: Hi. Hi, Master Chief. Am I
8: your favorite shop in the Citadel?
2: Uh, you, got, you got to love li- uh, live interviews yes. Especially on the floor um, So uh, one last thing Do you have anything, uh, anything in the works right now That you're looking forward to debuting?
8: Yes um, So I was recently sponsored by a company And I will be making a Mass Effect Andron- uh, Andromeda Angora armor And uh, that's going to take me about three months to build So hopefully by the start of the year I've got something to show
2: That sounds awesome. So, uh, where can we find you online?
8: You can find me at www.thermokaisplay. t h e r m o. dot com.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you for coming out to Game On Expo, and hopefully, we'll see you at a couple more uh, cons coming up.
9: Awesome.
2: Thank you. All right, back at it again at Game On Expo 2018. We actually found Miss Amber Bright. How are you doing?
9: I'm doing fantastic. I'm having an awesome time here at Game On Expo. Lots of video game fans, lots of comic fans, lots of. Awesome nerds in general.
2: So, how you been have uh, since we've uh, since we talked last?
9: I did pretty good. Um, I since we talked last, I've been to a you know a couple big conventions, Phoenix Comic Fest, you know Anime Expo, and I judged for the San Diego Costume Contest. So, I saw that. You know, no, no big, no big, just so, here and there.
2: So, how how was San Diego?
9: It is an experience. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how else to, to describe it. Like, you go to the big conventions, like Phoenix Comic Fest and stuff like that, and you're like, oh, this is huge, this is great. Then you go to San Diego Comic-Con, and it has literally taken over blocks of Mm -hmm. the city. Like, not just a block, not like closing a street like Phoenix Comic-Fest. Literally blocks of the city is devoted to this convention. And as far as 15, 20 minutes away from the convention center, there's still Comic-Con stuff going on. Mm -hmm. Like, you can go the entire five days and never set foot in the convention itself I know. and not be at a loss for things to do
2: that that's i mean uh, it, san diego is is kind of a kind of a goal for me mm-hmm. i do want to go at least once just to say i've done it bring
9: your walking shoes oh yeah
2: i bring definitely i would shoes. not be able to do it in these heels um, <laughs> those
9: heels make your butt look amazing they though, do though so, they do you know. <laughs> time in uh, a place <laughs> oh yeah
2: so I saw uh, one of my favorite cosplays that you did actually brought to San Diego Comic-Con mm-hmm. Elastigirl
9: Elastigirl oh my god she's so much fun to wear because it's like I have so in in most costumes I have certain they tend to trend towards certain demographics just mm-hmm. because of the nature of the character so like Cammy and Melina are um, a lot of the older video game fans really like them um, you know, Elise really are younger, um, like 18 to 30 age League of Legends fans. Yeah. Elastigirl is funny because it's like under the age of 12 or, or over the age of 30. Yeah. Because you're either a kid that's just seen Incredibles two and you're like, Elastic Girl Or you're an adult that saw Incredibles one and then went to Incredibles Two for mm-hmm. the midnight premiere and are like, Elastic Girl.
2: Elastic Girl, the thickness.
9: Yeah. And you know what? I, I pride myself in maintaining that Elastic Girl shape.
2: I, I saw <laughs> I, I saw that you were uh, you were asking how to how to do that online. Uh
9: huh, yeah. I ended up using um, basically upholstery foam. Mm-hmm. Like I've like people are like oh my god your figure you're so amazing i'm like it's all foam like (laughs) it's fake as shit like yeah it's it's all they're they're my butt chops because they kind of look like pork chops
2: yep so uh, i'm
9: like oh my butt chops that's
2: kind of what i was thinking too
9: (laughs) yep yep but it
2: it looked it looked awesome it was probably it was was by far one of my favorite ones that you've done so
9: far and i loved cosplaying her too because uh my favorite part was in san diego on the convention center floor I turned a corner and there was a family of like six or something like that. And like in unison, these kids went so loud that like everyone around us stopped talking to look and see what happened. Kids didn't even notice. They were just like so happy. And I was just (laughs) like "Ah," like that right there was just so much fun.
2: That's awesome. Just to see that
9: unbridled joy and be like, yes, nerds. (laughs) Yes, little nerdlings.
2: They're raising them right. Yes,
9: come into our nerd culture and stay. Like <laughs>
2: So uh, what are you wearing now?
9: I am wearing Elise from League of Legends. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is a character that transforms into a giant spider. So she's Elise the Spider Queen. And uh, she is what's known as a jungler in League of Legends, meaning she sneaks through the wooded parts of the map and surprises other players to try and get kills and mm-hmm. move her team ahead. So she's sneaky, she's sexy, she's venomous, she's both loved and hated. You love mm-hmm. her if she's on your team, you hate her if she's on the other team. Yeah. She's just cocoons out of nowhere and you're like, well, I'm dead. That's awesome. So.
2: Do you have anything uh, in the works coming up that you're excited to debut?
9: Yeah, so uh, we're working on Flareon, Barbarian Barbarian Flareon? I don't know, a Flareon Gajinka for Sabaton, so that'll be mm. fun. Um, no body paint other than some makeup, so I'm excited for that. Nice. And then um, the next on the docket is Rio 2.0, actually. So we're revamping the Leku, we're revamping the armor. There's going to be LEDs, hopefully, some servos. It should be a lot of fun.
2: Nice. Well, thank you for for number one coming out to Game On as well. Yeah, it was good seeing you guys. Oh, yeah, great seeing you. Uh, so hopefully we'll uh, we'll go ahead and get some more uh, get some pictures in here pretty soon. Yeah. And uh, how can we find you online?
9: All right, I am everywhere. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I'm Amber Bright Props, and it's B-R-I-T-E, uh, like rainbow bright. Um, and yeah, and you can go to amberbrightprops.com and sign up on my mailing list for. Uh, the latest information on where I'm going to be, what I'm doing, what I'm selling, et cetera, et cetera.
2: Which reminds me, I actually mm-hmm. saw you posted something when you were at San Diego Comic-Con uh-huh. about somebody wearing your horns. Oh,
9: my God. Best moment ever. Like, literally, I just walked right past her. And I, I like, it did a double take because I was like, those are my horns. Like, a maker knows their product. Mm-hmm. Like, I can spot my horns. A mile away, and I walked oh, yeah. right past it. And she didn't know who I was. She just kept bopping along. And I'm just like, I'm gonna cry. Like my 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 stuff is out in the wild of San Diego. Like so it, it's gold. a te- it's a
2: testament to what you can do.
9: Yeah, exactly. And it's a testament to the the prop maker side, which is yes. kind of my favorite side. So
2: well, we'll we'll get together because I got a couple of props in mind. I wanna I awesome. wanna, I wanna do with you. I'm here. All right. I like it. All right. So we'll <laughs> catch you later.
9: All right. Thanks so much. Bye. <laughs>
0: You're listening to Star Worldwide Networks, where you can host your own radio show. If you're looking for a way to get out your message, welcome to the future. Dave Pratt's Star Worldwide Networks offers you the opportunity to use our state-of-the-art studio to create your very own radio show. Our experienced and helpful production staff will help you every step of the way. Our free mobile app allows your listeners to take your show with them and play it live or on demand. Even if you're not in Arizona, we've got you covered with Skype technology so you can broadcast from anywhere in the world. Whether you're in it to grow your business, make a statement, deliver a message, or just have fun hosting your own show, Star Worldwide Networks can make it happen. Star Worldwide Networks, where you are the star. For more information, just visit us at starworldwidenetworks.com.
1: Alright everyone, we're going to wrap this up doing uh, checking out the interviews with Amber Skies, Dead Flip and Corgi Cosplay. So I hope to see you guys all at at the next convention which for us will be Sabotin next weekend. So hopefully we'll see you all soon.
2: Oh boy, I just found the Ever so popular, ever so beautiful, Amber Skies.
10: Hi. He's lying. No.
2: (laughs) So how's Game On uh, Expo treating you?
10: It is going awesome so far. I was a bad, bad Expo person, and I was late this morning. So I had the interesting task of running into the convention center with my costume in a bag, my wig in tangles, and getting ready at the table one morning has been fun. So,
2: But hey, you got ready. The you show lo- must
10: go on. Yeah, huh?
2: you, you look awesome. What, what, are you, what are you dressed as?
10: I am wearing Sonic the Hedgehog today because I'm a five-year-old boy.
2: One of my one of my favorite cosplays of yours, honestly. Oh, thanks. Honestly.
10: Appreciate you.
2: So uh, how have you been since we talked to you last?
10: Oh, gosh. It's been really, really good. I have been making stuff like crazy. I've really expanded my booth this year. I've got a lot more things to offer than last time around. Um, I got bookmarks, so it's kind of fun. I got these holographic prints, and I'm just trying to like make every single time I do this bigger and better. So That's it's been awesome. a lot of growing.
2: That's awesome. So uh, have you done anything, uh, anything
10: exciting? Every day is exciting. Of course. Yeah, every second, every day. Um, Let's see, particularly exciting, I just got back from San Diego Comic-Con, so that's always a good time.
2: That's right. What what, uh, what did you bring to San Diego?
10: I brought, uh, let's see, I wore Nebula from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Mm -hmm. Um, And what was cool about that is for the first time, I actually had my Arizona Gamora, my Sarah Moni, who's the queen of my heart, dream of my soul. Um, And we're the dynamic duo here in Arizona, but she actually came to San Diego with me. And we had a hotel, and shenanigans were had, and we got all dolled up. And we went to the Marvel booth Mm -hmm. and went and showed off our stuff and along the way we encountered a giant Thanos a person in cosplay and stilts and he had a giant like silicone latex mask and he looked like freaking Thanos. I saw
2: that. That and was amazing. And it was
10: amazing. And we didn't know that guy until we like showed up that day and we're like you're ours now. <laughs> and so we sure enough we like befriended the dude and turns out the guy that was the makeup artist for Thanos is um, on Face Off currently on Sci-Fi right now. Really? So it was a very professionally made Thanos and it was awesome and so we were walking around all day with. Holding his hands and going, "Daddy!" and we were like breaking the internet. Like people were stopping by like the thousands to take our picture and getting mobbed and causing trouble to the point of where security had to come and ask us to go. Um, so it was really fun.
2: No, nothing like a good family, uh, family photo exactly. opportunity. Exactly. I was like, get
10: this Christmas photo while you can because <laughs> snap and everyone's gone.
6: Yeah. So it
10: was really fun. And so we ended up going to the Marvel booth and there was a little costume contest there and we hopped up on stage and we got second place, which is pretty dope. Nice. And the only reason we got second place is because the costumes are professionally made and that would have been unfair. So. Yeah,
2: that, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's Correctfully
10: true. so, an amateur costumer won first place. She made these awesome wasp wings that opened and closed, and it was really, really cool. So I,
2: I saw a video of that. One. We were
10: happily, gracefully stepping down because we probably shouldn't have even competed anyway because <laughs> we're kind of like professionals at this point. Yeah. So it was a really good time, and we had lots of fun taking pictures. So,
2: so do you have anything that you're working
10: on right now? Um, staying alive.
2: Staying alive. That's. I'm good. working on
10: staying alive right now. I am a kindergarten teacher, and school just started. So you mm. fill in the blanks.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I know. School. School just started. I mean, I know you guys are going going through a lot right now. Yeah. So.
10: Yeah, we are was getting reacclimated to a bunch of new kids a new year and i'm just happy because like the crazy of summertime is now over but it's gonna like start breaking into more and more con season as we go on because the yeah. fall is a really popular time for shows here in arizona so.
2: awesome so uh for our listeners who uh who are looking for you where can we find you online
10: everywhere No, you can find me on, um, I say my main platform at this point is probably Instagram, it's uh, Instagram, you can just search at Amber Skies Cosplay, that'll pop up. Same thing for Facebook, Twitter, Um, I have a Patreon if you feel like throwing a dollar at me to find out all my secrets, that's pretty cool. Uh, An Etsy store where I can sell my props and such, and that's Amber Skies Creations, YouTube, you name it pretty awesome. much just start searching around. There's going to be a link wherever you go. So Awesome. Yeah, and I'll well, be here at Game On for the rest of the weekend, and my next show will be Sabaton Con.
2: We'll be there, too. We'll Woo-hoo! definitely see you
10: there. Yeah, and I'm a guest, so I'm real excited. Nice. Get to be a part of the costume contest and run some panels and all that good stuff. Woo-hoo.
2: I like it. I'll, de- I'll definitely be attending at least one.
10: Dope. Dope.
2: Alright, well, on to the next one.
0: As always. Bye, guys.
2: Alright, we are still here at Game On Expo 2018, and I'm here with Jack, aka Deadflip.
0: Yeah, what's going on, bud? Ah, nothing much. How's uh, how's game on, treating ya? Uh, it's awesome. This is my first time here. It's actually my first time in Arizona, period. And uh, I I like how chill this event is because usually cons you're sort of button up against everybody. You have room to breathe here. Yeah, yeah,
2: out here, especially in in Arizona, our our conventions are actually. Even though we have some of the some of the bigger ones like Phoenix, which is going to be now Fan Fusion. Oh wow! Um, it's one of the bigger conventions in the
0: Southwest area. Okay. But it's still very open. Yeah, I like it. I, it not to say it's empty. Mm-hmm. It's just very yeah, like no one's like running into you, but there's still a lot of people here. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. So, uh,
2: so what is it that you do?
0: So I am a professional pinball player, mm-hmm. but I also live stream pinball on Twitch Monday through Friday. And uh, I just grab a very elaborate rig and travel to like dive bars or people's basements around the country, set it up, show people how to play pinball, and just share the information that was taught to me to get me to where I am as far as my competitive like, stance is.
2: Okay, so, so how did you get started in pinball?
0: Uh, about seven years ago, I owned a animation studio. And a buddy of mine bought a pinball machine, and he didn't have anywhere to put it. It was a Lord of the Rings pinball machine. I was like, yeah, you can bring it over the studio, whatever. I got plenty of room. We plugged it in and flipped on it. I'm like, oh, this is pinball. I eh, don't really care. It's whatever. It's like electronic furniture. We'll just leave it over in the corner. And he contacted me the next week. He's like, hey, I got another pinball machine. I'm like, dude, if you don't have room for this crap, stop buying these things. Uh, but it was a Judge Dredd pinball machine. And the second I we lifted the head on that game, plugged it in and turned it on, something just clicked. And I needed to know everything about that game. I needed to know how to beat it. You can't beat a pinball machine, but I was like, I didn't know. I was like, I need to know everything. And things just really spiraled out of control after that.
2: That's that's pretty cool. So uh, what, what's, like, uh, one of the more elaborate pinball games you've actually played?
0: Oh, man. I'd say the most complicated pinball machine that's been made is the uh, Stern Star Wars game that came out last year. Mm-hmm. They have one over there. People consider that, as far as, like, rules are concerned, the most complex pinball machine that's been made in a very long time.
2: Really? Yeah, you
0: gotta you got to open up a manual and do some homework if you know... How to blow that game up? You've done a lot of research. Wow. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Now I, I, I'm not. I'm personally I'm not that big in pinball as I as I used to be. Sure. Like I want to get back into it. What's like uh,
0: some some tips and tricks you would uh, you would tell people? Oh, uh, you have to play people better than you to get better. Um, go find a place that has pinball machines and see if there's a league there. Join that league immediately. You're going to meet some really crazy people that are typically really nice and want to show everyone else how to get better. Um, I have a section on my website that shows all the flipper maneuvers that you can practice if you can find a game either for cheap or on free play to uh, ignore the score and just practice like passing the ball from flipper to flipper or learning your dead flips, which is what I named my show after, which is literally not flipping at all. I'm just letting the ball hit the flipper. It eats all the momentum. You can just trap up. It's great. Wow. So, um, so, you, so you, do on, uh, uh, you do live stream on Twitch.
2: Yeah. Uh, how's, how's that been treating you?
0: It's good. Uh, Twitch was very... Um, I'll give this a second.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. Li- live interviews and cons <laughs> is always a fun little thing. It's like
0: speech jamming me.
2: Yeah. No, I, I, have you
0: ever tried those speech, speech jamers? Say, yeah. It is. Also, like if you're live streaming and you want to hear your throughput while you're streaming, hey, you can't do it. You slow down how you're talking a little bit. All right, anyway. Um, yeah, Twitch has been very supportive of uh, Pinball ever since I started streaming about three and a half years ago. I streamed for about six months and I got partnered, which doesn't happen. And three years ago, partnership was like, that was like top tier stuff. You're right. Um, they're like, you're doing, everyone's playing video games and they're like bedrooms, whatever. You're like hauling all this gear around to different places and streaming Pinball on location. Number one, my gear gets like bumped into by drunk idiots, like splashing beers everywhere. Or, uh, you know, the internet might not exist where you're at, so you got to bring your own hotspot and just start draining your bank account on (laughs) what's happening there. Um, And just hope it holds out for the night. Exactly. And uh, what's cool is ever since TwitchCon has been a thing, Twitch has had me out on the show floor with eight of my pinball machines as an attraction. They put me on the front page the entire time, and it's become a thing that people expect Jack Danger dead flips pinball machines to be there so there's something to do in between like the panels that they're seeing or whatever and i'm there to show everyone how to play nice so how can we uh, how can we find you online so uh you can go to twitch.tv forward slash dead underscore flip there's a lot of uh modifiers in there right uh or you can go to deadflip.com there's gonna be links to everything on there but uh just google deadflip you'll find me on facebook instagram twitter you uni- i'm everywhere got any uh pinball machines you're you're looking forward to uh trying to try out so, my show, actually, I'm reached out to by the manufacturers. There's the last major manufacturer is coming out with a new Deadpool pinball machine. Ooh. And that we're going to live stream the debut of that in four days on the 15th. And uh, that's what I'm most excited to play. Nice. Sounds pretty fun. Yeah, it's going to be amazing.
2: Cool. Well, thank you for coming out to Game On Expo. And oh, uh, we'll, de- we'll definitely uh, catch up with you some other time, Heck too. Yeah, bud. All Cheers. right. And back to the floor. All right. We're still here at Game On Expo. And uh, we just found... Nicole and Kiba of Corgi Cosplay.
5: Hello! Hello! <laughs> how,
2: how are you doing since... Uh, I mean, we, we interviewed you, what was it, two years ago?
5: Yeah, yeah, it's been yeah. two years.
2: So how, how's, uh, how's everything been since that? Crazy. And <laughs> <laughs> I I, I've seen you guys, you guys have been traveling around a bit.
5: Yeah, yeah, we have been... Um... We've been gone to Oregon, Pennsylvania, lots of Arizona, of course, mm-hmm. you know, being local, and then, of course, California since it's nearby.
2: Right. So how's uh, how's Kiba been? He's been good. He's been good. I, I yeah. know he had a little bit of a... A little bit of a some some trauma not too long ago.
5: Uh, yeah, his, his ear got split. Now he's just got battle damage.
2: Oh. <laughs> you
5: know, it, it's rough. You know when you do your own stunts.
2: Yeah, yeah. You act totally. like the assassin
5: you cosplay as. You know. <laughs>
2: at, at, at least he's doing better now, and he's he's out here. He's having fun with the with the fans.
5: Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it didn't even phase him when it happened. I had to like I was like, no, don't run, don't do anything, and he's like, what, mom? There's nothing wrong with me. And the blood's, like, every time he shaved his head, just blood went everywhere. Aww. And it was just like, oh, my God.
0: <laughs>
2: Aww. I know he, he's, he's just laying here uh, on the table. He's uh, got, he's he's Link, and he got attacked by a chicken. Yes. Yeah, so he's just lying there dead. <laughs> uh, so so I know you said that uh, we were talking yesterday about how people were thinking that he was actually a, a stuffed animal. Yes. And they were, uh, people were getting scared.
5: Yes, uh... i've had it happen a few times um where people think he's a stuffed animal and then he'll move and they're like and they'll actually like jump up and jump back and they're like oh my god it actually moved it's real (laughs) um i've actually i've even had people even to come by and they'll see like his ear twitch and they're like they're like oh is this just is this like an animatronic like a robot and like i'll joke and i'll be like oh yeah it's totally an animatronic i should totally be working for disney you know (laughs) but i i turn down their contracts all the time
2: (laughs) that's awesome so uh, I know uh, last time that, uh, that I saw Kiba, we were doing uh, playtime with Kiba. I think this was last year, I want to say Sabo. Yes. Yeah. Um,
5: yeah, we did the panel, um, which actually is really popular. Every time we guest somewhere and I kind of like throw out the idea, they're just like, yes that one is going to be a panel like okay cool we get an easy panel just an
2: hour just playing with a dog
5: yeah literally i love it we just move the chairs out of the way and everyone just sits in a big circle and i bring a ball or something and everyone loses their minds it's great
2: nice (laughs) so are 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 you guys planning on going to sabo this year or
5: yes um we will be at sabo um not really sure what's going on but yeah we'll, we'll definitely be at sabo it's awesome. it's near and dear to my heart and i i love the con so yeah.
2: all right well thank you again for uh, for coming out and giving us a little bit of an interview and yeah. i'll be uh, i'm gonna go over there and give uh give kiba a couple of pets here in a second because yeah you, you know, kind of have to y- you have to uh now uh real quick where can we find uh all the all the fun stuff online
5: um, so we're uh, Corgi Cosplay. You can search by that. Um, if not, it's like Facebook.com backslash Cosplay Corgi. Um, and then for Twitter and Instagram, it's just at Cosplay Corgi. Um, so super easy to find us. Um, you know. So, yeah.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you again.
5: Awesome. Thank you.
2: I
3: see trees of green. Red roses,
10: too. I see them blue
1: for me and you, and I think to myself, Bullshit, what a wonderful world.
7: Where are you going?
10: Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed.